All right, my talkers. Happy Friday, three o'clock here at My Talk 1071. We wish the sun was out, but guess what? Lori and Ju- or excuse me, Lori and it's Brittany Witch are here to brighten up the day for you guys. Let's celebrate Friday together. What's in store for us? Well, I went to the cafeteria this morning. I asked for crow, but there was none to be had on the menu. That's right. I thought maybe Brian would have whipped up some crow for Steve and Donna for for me to eat since I was the real housewife potster of the group and made fun of them for having straightforward answers, which made it easy for the MyTalk people to vote for the straightforward answers instead of Miss Esoteric over here. It was a show to remember. I I listened to the whole thing. I it was rough. This was a was rough, rough this was a rough year for you. I really feel like Britney got robbed of the comeback. Agreed. Comeback of the year should have been Britney Spears, yeah, it and it really was should have. She took it was suits. It was suits. But it, again, straightforward answer. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations, Donna and Steve. I ran into those guys in the cafeteria, and I said, um, "They're pretty happy." Oh yeah, real happy. And I said, "But just remember, do, do you remember Julie and I rubbing it in last year when yeah. we won the Maitakis?" Yeah. That's he right. goes, "No." I said, "We probably did." Oh yeah, yeah, we probably oh, did. I'm oh, sure yeah. you guys did like victory laps around here, Maybe. but like, but oh, you yeah. know, as I think we can all take it. Like, Donna and Steve, let's be honest, they need the win. They do because <laughs> Julia and I had the audience favorite for the movie, yes, the film. Then we won the My Tech. Then we won the pickleball. I said to Steve, I go, I said, I think you went off the air, but I just have to ask you in person. I said, does this win make up for the pickle bar? Pickleball skid marks that are on your beefy biceps. <laughs> Does it make up? He said, no, it still smarts, and I still have tendinitis in my elbow. Oh, and I guy. said, that was your karma yeah. for smashing balls at me, yeah. like my karma yeah. for stirring the pot before this all began, <laughs> making fun of your straightforward wins. It was, I'd have to say, it was a year to remember. The third annual My Talk Awards, mm-hmm. uh, I... I think I think we all had a really fun time listening to you laugh on the phone when we would say their answers. I mean, to be honest, they had high highs, low lows. Some of their picks yeah. were absolutely insane. As as King were Chuck, ours. King Chuck was insane. Yeah, I know. Like what? Wow. You're a man who's probably one of the most photographed man his whole life is a comeback of the year. <laughs> right? Come I'm on. So I'm confused. sorry. Yeah. Uh, and next year, Elon Musk should not be allowed on the ballot. He okay. won ass hat. I mean, you know, yeah. he keeps getting nominated yeah. for. They got to be a little bit more like, okay, let's, because obviously no one likes him. He is. You're right. You're you right. I, that's definitely, there's a lot of strategy I think we're going to put into the fourth annual going forward. I'm just going to let Julia answer as many as possible. You say that, I but do. like you are, you <laughs> are pretty. And also, like, I think there's going to be this more twists. It's just going to get better and better. There might even be a live event. Uh, oh, my talk. I know Look the fourth. You guys already planned. I really it. hope not because my God, this went. This award show went on way too long. Okay, <laughs> feedback is heard. Uh-huh. Keep in mind, some of us rely on this as listeners is a highlight of our day. I loved listening to you guys okay. fight back and forth and talk and stuff. So, but I understand. I feedback is heard. We we're gonna pivot on some stuff, but you killed it. You fought tooth and nail. Your your picks were amazing, and especially for Julia not picking up your you know your caller text while the, doing the draft. You were right. on your own. Right. You were on your own, kid, and you handled it well. I know. Dang it. Dang. You know what? Shake it off. Oh, because 
You have to live to fight another day. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Donna and Steve's show is an easy show. I love that. To fill in. Oh, yeah. I was, I, I, like I said, on draft day, no one wants Jason and Alexis to win if we have to fill in because nobody likes their hours. I know. It would just be horrible. <laughs> and I already kind of know how I'm, I mean, I'm obviously going to address as Steve and I've got a good idea. Yeah, it'll be super fun. It I mean, be. I think it'll be fun. The, the hour will fly by for everybody. So, I mean, jumping on air for an hour. Is- so do I dress up as Holly or Mike? Because there's two producers for that show. That's a great question. Again, I'm it's kidding. radio, so who really, <laughs> you know. Well, oh, I'm sure we'll take mm-hmm. photos. Oh, there'll be video, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> probably. But anyway, I was glad that it was all over because it felt like Groundhog Day to me. The f- you know, Again? You had three days in a row. Again? Right? You had three days again? in a row or two days in a row? Well, Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It just yes, was yes, like... Yes. Uh, That's a but I don't money. think anyone... Uh, like you know, was out and about as much as I was during the call-in. So no, I was, you still got your task. I was multitasking. Yes, yeah, we like we like that Love ability. Shaving my legs, getting appointments, going to the bank. Hell yeah. Talking on the landline out in the garage, it does work. This is my goal in life. <laughs> I want the My Talk Awards to at some point allow for every year I get to wear a ridiculous gown. Like that is at some point the My Talk Awards be at a point where we have to like borrow a gown from somewhere to do a presentation. I'm working on we can have goals. They can, oh, yeah. can have goals. I want I love the awkward presenters were amazing. Them the back that and forth. was fun. That was mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, some some scripts were better than others. You know. Of course. Yeah. As they always are. I'm just telling I you. I mean, a couple of people I'm like, what? Is this presenter talking about? And that's like the best. Was that ha- you, Grant? No, mine I was a little confused about, but I, <laughs> I got it. But here's the thing. That's what it's like at real award shows. We go, what was that? No, because they're having, you know, they're doing the rehearsal. The day I know. Before and cue cards. No, uh-huh. I know, but sometimes they'll go up there and you go, that did not land. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it course. felt real. There was ones where you go, that that made sense. That did right. not. So, yeah, you, you guys killed it. Congratulations. We, we... The lo- as a team LoJ, I don't yeah. tell anybody this. I've been hiding it all yeah, week. Yeah, thank you. I it, we were Crushing. robbed. We were robbed. We were robbed. In and a couple I have categories. to act impartial, but like we were robbed. Mm-hmm. And I, it's one of the things I curse at night. And you know, and I could have picked flowers, and it was on our list to the Miley Cyrus. Oh. Yeah, it's so. It wild. was on my list because Donna got that as a fourth pick, and that was one of our picks, and that was one of the times I was texting Julia. Yeah. You know, should I go with Ryan Gosling, I'm Just Ken, or do we go with the Miley song? I thought you had fourth round pick on that one. Did I? Maybe I did. Maybe I'm know, making flowers it Flowers I would have never had thought they were going to win. It's going to win the Grammy. Well, but it's been out for a long time. doesn't it, matter. It it's April. A, it's it, for the year. That's it, right. For it, the year of 2023. Was a third round pick for Don and Steve. You okay. had I'm Just Ken, which again, I think was really strategic because eh. it was kind of a wild pick. I know. And then Flowers, I didn't think was going to win. I thought Little Boo Thing was going to win that. So yeah. you just ne- are my talk audience. They are. They are tricky. No, they're not. They're straightforward black and white voters. This is what those, we've learned. Out of those four songs, Little Boo Thing, Flowers, Cruel Summer, I'm Just Ken, do you think Flowers is the best song out of those four? Yeah, I do. Okay. It's going to win the Grammy on right. Sunday night. Right. I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah, that was just, 
panic at the disco on drafting morning. You did great. Because I I wanted, like, just to get a little feedback, that third and fourth one, and then I was just, like, overthinking it, I think. Is probably what we were guilty of. You did great. You I know. yeah, you. But it was it. driving me crazy. Everyone was saying dads, chads, and brads, and not quoting Taylor Swift correctly. Yeah, chads, brad, and I really feel like the Taylor effect got robbed. I think, but so it too. wasn't black and white enough. It wasn't simple. It wasn't a name. No, I think you go. You don't give up on going a little bit out of the box. Oh, I'm because going. Yeah. Last year, think about it. You had I comeback know. of the year. You had the Vikings game, and that won. I know, but. We won by one point. It was a closer match. And that one was the game had happened like right. the week of voting. Right. We yeah. felt like, or two weeks before, we felt like good about it. Like, I think Justin Timberlake, if this whole everything had happened yeah, during voting, he would have won. But yeah. he can just get asshat for forever yeah. at this <laughs> station, as far as I'm concerned. The D is going to D with him. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, all right, listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. And we've got tickets to give away today, Oh, yeah, too. we got yeah. our Fanalo, Barry Manilow mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our last pair of tickets. Tickets went on sale this morning. Uh, the show is August 2nd, Friday night at Excel. So, yeah, be listening for that. Cool. We'll be right back. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Now, Ann, we've heard that January has one of the highest rates for divorce filings than any other month of the year. And I'm wondering, is this because of the holidays, because of the new year starting? What's the deal? I think it really is affected by the holidays. I think a lot of people who are at a difficult point in their life try to maintain status quo for the sake of the children and the family during the holidays. They get through it and they kind of say, this is kind of my last straw. I need to move on. And again, you have your New Year's resolutions and it's the idea that now I can make those changes I need to and make a fresh start in my life. And if some of our people listening are thinking about divorce, what should their next steps be? Well, I really encourage people to start educating themselves. Start really gathering information and knowledge of their financial circumstances. A lot of people rely on the spouse to take care of it. Start educating yourself on that to be prepared. It'll also be more cost-effective during the divorce proceeding. Call Tressler Law for your free one-hour divorce consultation. Find them online at TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This also could have won Song of the Year. Yeah. This one has been our favorite. See, I thought this one had I it. wish I just drafted Cher, DJ Play a Christmas <laughs> Song. Right. That was my other song, but I was just That's like... And you know, at least we would have been able to listen to that song. Exactly. But I just can is a banger. I can't even pretend it's not. It is. All right, so last night... Uh, 
the couches were very busy over on Jimmy Kimmel, the whole Zendaya cast. Yeah. Um, Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, Holy. Zendaya, and Timothee Chalamet. Dune, and yeah, Dune 2, right? Dune 2. They were very funny together. They had great chemistry. I don't know why Austin Butler feels like the dad of the group. <laughs> Um, even though he's, he's like the only, the oldest by a year, I was but say maybe a year. Yeah. I don't know if it's from playing Elvis and now watching him masters of air where yeah. he's this pilot, but, uh, Timothee Chalamet did confirm to Jimmy Kimmel. He goes, Kimmel's like, do you say Timothee or do you say Timothee? And he goes, well, really it's Timothee. And wow. he goes, and then it rhymes and he goes, yeah, but my middle name is Hal. <laughs> that doesn't roll off but Timothee when I've jokingly called Timothee that is You've the correct it. pronunciation because it's T-H-E-E yeah and then his initials are T-H-C of course they of are course. he is pretty chill anyway it was pretty good Boy George <laughs> and Ariana DeBose uh, sang a song that's in Argyle and they just crushed it it was a really fun performance from both of them and then in Andy's Clubhouse Catherine O'Hara and Brian Cranston who are starring in this movie, Argyle. Yeah. Which Chris Hewitt gave two stars. And today I talked to Paul McGuire Grimes. Did he like it? He saw it. He said he really enjoyed it. He said it's making, he goes, you have to go in there thinking that it's making fun of spy movies yes. and you will enjoy it. Well, that's so, what Kingsman was. Yeah. Chris's thing was that it takes, there's a lot of convoluted plots within the movie that are chasing each other around it could have been so good and he said and to oh. that very point paul mcguire grimes added that it could have been about 20 to 30 minutes it's, it's about two hours and 10 minutes yeah. it's a little long and they extend some plot yeah. lines a little too long he said that very thing i so. just find myself watching the dua lipa henry cavill dance scene i just <laughs> right? love that that's the best scene oh. but Catherine o'hare and brian cranston were in the clubhouse of course, Andy's not going to have them come on without reenacting a scene from one of the housewives. And he had them reenact um, Dorit telling wasted Denise Richards, I think your jacket is on upside down and backwards. So <laughs> wasted, like beyond wasted. And then Dorit, the whole time Denise thinks she's trying to like start something. And she's like, I know what you're doing. And she goes, no, I think your jacket is entirely on backwards. Yeah. Upside down. It was so <laughs> And funny. it was. It so was. We posted that. It's too long to play. But if you didn't catch what hap- happens live and you're a fan of Catherine O'Hare and Brian, it's worth watching. And then um, here's Catherine O'Hara counting down the top five things that sound better in her Moira Rose's character. Oh so they're just little one-liners from different housewives. In honor of the accent that's more addictive than Walter White's drugs, we are counting down the top five things that sound better when Moira Rose says oh, them. Oh, man, okay. I hope this turns out to be true. Here you How go. sad yes. if it isn't. Okay. Number five. Is that? Merce. Oh, Merce. Merce. <laughs> it's in a purse. <laughs> yes! Okay, number four. <laughs> Worm. Worm. With a mustache. Yeah. Number three. I forget, I forget how to do this. A suffolk <laughs> Number two. Family man. Family van. Okay. <laughs> Family van. Number one. The rumors. 
the, the nastiness. <laughs> Give it up! Love I just have her just do Moira Rose all over all day long. She's Baby. just so good. Didn't you, you Moira for Halloween? Yeah, Halloween a couple years ago? Yeah. yeah, and my lady exercise um, voice that I use is he's got shades of Moira Rose <laughs> influence on it. Yeah. You I know? can see that. Um, and then here's Catherine O'Hara. She, of course, she goes back to. I don't know if she was on Second City in Canada, and yes, I think she was. I think she was. She knew Eugene from Second City. I yeah, believe. that's it. And Gilda Radner, yeah. and so she goes way back. So this is just a short little thing of her talking about Gilda Radner. Yeah, uh, emailed okay. Catherine. What was Number your favorite five. memory of Gilda Radner? Oh, everything about her. When I turned 17, she invited me to stay overnight with her downtown in Toronto. And then she made me pumpernickel toast with cream cheese and, and cucumber in the morning. And I'd never had it before. And for my birthday, sorry, she wrote out 17 little coupons. I will do the dishes for you. I will do your hair. That is so sweet. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever work with her? In no, I just any- understand. Well, actually, when I was understudy for her... And Rosemary Radcliffe, the other girl in the cast, they did this trade with Chicago cast, so they played their stage. And the first night, we all improvised together wow. on stage. So I did, yeah. What I Only would've... we improvised at home with my family. She I bought bet. us games. She did. Wow, yeah. that's yeah, she was that's beautiful. So, so sweet. Wow. And I am sure, I'm pretty sure that Gilda Radner, you know, was, she had a... Matt, before she was, you know, Mary Jean Wilder, she had a love affair. Her boyfriend was Marty Short. Oh, really? Martin Short, Martin Short was also on Second City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were, they were. God, that was a crew. Could you imagine Harold, waking Harold? up in bed with Marty Short? Would be just Julia hilarious. I, I, mean, I wish he and Meryl Streep were dating. Me too. I right, right. I mean, just to give a second here: John Candy, Eugene Levity, Joe Flaherty, Catherine O'Hara, Martin Short, Rick Moranis, Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I wish this was a crew that was together still. Yeah, would have been. And so many of them then went on to do SNL, SNL and make. I mean, Harold Ramis. Yeah, all the movies. movies. Yeah. Wow. That's a great. That's Canadian, right? That's like their mm-hmm. SNL, essentially. Right? Yeah, it yeah. is. And then Catherine O'Hara. There's some casting news today. Um, yeah, this is great. We don't know the details on the character, but she is joining the cast of Last of Us season two. Mm. And um, she's, but we don't know what it is. It's you know because yeah. I'm not. I don't know anything about the hit video game. Of which this show is based. I just know I enjoyed that show very, yeah. very much. Yeah, I played the video game. Oh, um, you did? Yes, yes. Um, most of the time, like, with both eyes shut, so it was terrifying. But, um, yeah, it'll be fun to see where the series goes with it. They did such a great job. And they I think did. I think they'll go on their own path anyway, so. You do? You don't yeah. think there's a re- Well, I mean, The Last of Us, It last year, when it, Aired, it got three Golden Globe yep. nominations, twenty-five Emmy nominations, and it did win at this past one because it was for twenty twenty-three. Won eight Emmys in the creative arts. Both uh, Nick Offerman won for best guest oh, actor, oh. episode number three. Yeah, yeah. want to watch? If you don't even need to know the show, just no. go watch episode three, it's, and it's touching. And it's Murray very, Bartlett. Oh yeah, Murray Bartlett was yes, yes. Also, so good. On top of that, remember we learned that Caitlin Dever was added to the cast a couple yes. weeks ago, and she's fantastic. Yeah, so. she's going to play a character named Abby. Abby. Yeah. 
And young Mazzino, if you know that person, is Jesse and Isabella Merced is Dina. But we don't know one thing about Catherine O'Hara. And I just think of her, you know, like always comedic, but I guess she can do serious stuff. Yeah. You know? It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. People still lose their minds when they find out she's the mom in Home Alone. Home Alone. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it through and through, yeah. but like... They're like, what? Wait, Moira Rose is the mom in home. I guess you have Come to be on! young enough. Come and Beetlejuice. On! She was also Beetlejuice. in Beetlejuice. Oh, she was... that's like the first time she's almost Moira Rose. I was going to say, that is like the first essence of Moira Rose. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's so eccentric. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel hey everybody thanks for hanging out with us it's friday Brittany. thanks for being here thanks. thanks for having me i wouldn't be anywhere else in fact, they've told me to leave the building many times. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, that feud, uh, Truman or Capote versus the Swans aired on FX and then yeah. Thursday on, on Hulu. So it's an eight part anthology series and it's the second season of quote unquote feud. I think this was. They'd hope to have it out sooner, but then 2020 happened, and I don't know if you watched Feud, the Betty Davis, Joan Crawford. Yes, I did. I loved it. There was so much there I had no idea about. Yeah, these shows where he goes back and looks at some, in the case of uh, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, it was when they, what led to the filming of whatever happened to Baby Jane, kind of a... A, a camp classic, if yes. you will, from the late 60s of how did these two a Hollywood, a star Hollywood plus actresses who hated each other end up in this movie together. Yeah. So it's that story and it was quite good. And after every episode, you know, you're like just sitting on your hands not to Google. Yeah, isn't it true? I feel like that's exactly how it was. And again, I had no idea about I'd seen that movie a little bit, maybe a clip here and there are more Whatever referenced. happened to Baby Jane? Yeah, and I didn't know the extent. I didn't know those two hated each they other. They hated each other. And so learning all of that and watching it, and they just do such a great job. These feuds do amazing job at doing these period pieces. Yeah. And they really bring it home. And in a very, these, these personalities, everything about it, I'd have to say, I think it's the most underrated series because we don't talk about it that much. But when they have a good one, we're well, all like, because it's only the second one and it had delays. Like one of the possible feuds uh, that I read about was he could do the feud of Olivia de Havilland and her sister, Joan Fontaine. Yeah. They hated each other and they were both up against each other for an Oscar, I think, like way back, you know, late 30s, early 40s. That has been talked about. But this latest one Season two, it just, it was so good. And Capote versus the Swans um, is mostly directed by Gus Van Sant, mm-hmm. who gave us Goodwill Hunting. It's, as I thought, it's a time-jumping uh, show because mm-hmm. it starts kind of at the end 
and reflects back and we jump to 1955 and 1968, 1978. So you don't ever want to be reading and watching this show because you need to know what year you're in. Not only that, like I'm so scared to even look up any of this stuff. Yeah, you want to start Googling because it's so amazing because Truman Capote is this um, gadfly literary lion. You know, he's written in cold blood. He's changed fictional writing forever because he takes the true crime fictionalizes it becomes this best-selling novel called in cold blood about this true crime of this family in kansas who was killed and these two guys who i mean you know it read like this novel so he changes fiction with that then he writes breakfast at tiffany's which becomes not that long of a story but it gets option becomes this movie and it's at his breakfast at tiffany's fame that he gets welcomed um, by all of the high society people of New York, specifically um, the women, um, Babe Paley, who's married to the CBS chairman, Bill Paley. Diane Lane plays Slim Keith, who's was married to Leland Howard and Howard Hawks. Howard Hawks is huge movie director. and And so she knows everyone in Hollywood and New York. Chloe Savigny is playing CZ Guest. So all these women, you know, that are high society. And he has this big ball, which we haven't seen yet in the first two episodes. In like 1963, the black and white ball. And Zach Posen did all the costumes when we see that. So we're going to see like how Truman fell in love with these women. These women fell in love with him. They were shocked and delighted. They'd never met an outrageous, out loud gay man. Because, of course, in 1955, it was super closeted. I mean, he's the OG gay bestie. Yes. And he he does it well. I mean, he makes a guy go, oh, yeah, I can see the comfort he brings these women as they're dealing with husbands who are doing God knows what, God knows where. Yeah, and not maybe appreciating everything that they do and having to keep up perfection. And they confide in him and... In fact, the one thing I thought as I was watching this, knowing that we start with right away the what happened that this the breakup between because Truman and Babe Paley, yeah, they were friends for twenty years from nineteen fifty five to nineteen seventy five, best friends, yeah, and then and he publishes tell. a short story in Esquire magazine that's going to be part of this book that never becomes called answered prayers but the short story is called the coat basque and we see this right away and it's he's spilling stories in this short story and the women are just thinly disguised and everybody in new york society knows who everybody is so it starts that way but i hope in the flashbacks we are going to get the fun that they had together because there's jets there's Villas in Jamaica and Mustique and Paris apartments. I mean, I hope we're going to see some of the jet setting. I can't even imagine because this really lays out at the beginning scenes that she relies on him as her um, emotional partner. Yeah. Like, because her husband is not. No. By any means. Working, working. He's. Apparently he screwed Marilyn Monroe. Or I mean, yeah, I mean some. he. But like Bill Paley, like he was 
a skirt chaser who didn't even try and hide it. No, and what really hurts, and this is right at the beginning, so you'll see it immediately when you watch it, is his advice, uh, Capote's advice to her is, because she was like, I'm leaving him. And she goes, he goes, you are not. We're not going to, we don't tell, we don't need to tell anybody about this. Just relax. Take a nap. Here's a pill. Take a nap with yeah. me. And... Okay. You're, we're going to figure this out together and your secret safe with me kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And that is his advice. And so to know that in the future, he will betray that. It, it felt like a knife watching their relationship, knowing that this will happen. I know. I'm dying. I'm I gagged. know. It's so good. It is really good. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman won an Oscar for playing Truman Capote on The Rise. Mm-hmm. Tom Hollander and Naomi Watts, I think, are going to be nominated for everything just yeah. from these first two episodes. But yes. Tom Hollander is playing Truman Capote on the way down. Yes. As this self-loathing, self-destructive person who didn't really realize how much love he yeah. had for these ladies. It's almost like, um, I guess if you're going to go all Freudian on it, and I maybe know too much, I, I know too much about Truman Capote, but I know that he had issues with his mom. Mm. And um, so it's like maybe he couldn't, he never fully trusted a woman or something like that. But he, I think he, we're going to just see him become, devastated yeah but i hope they show it's not just the misery of everything no. i hope we get to see like i know we'll see the black and white ball but i hope we see some of like the things that they did and we did in that first episode when he gets the impromptu come on the cbs jet we're going to our villa in Negril. it is <laughs> it is i think there's something and you can't believe how cute a private plane was in 1955 right? i was impressed and the outfits, the yes. outfits oh. are insane. The costuming and there, there's oh. something to be said where I, you can kind of tell there's a part of him that probably thinks their lives, the lives he's leading as like a socialite just isn't as important as being a writer. He's a writer first. Yeah. And I have a feeling that is going to be a theme that comes through is like he will realize how this, these, you know, these socialite people were actually family and how yeah. he lost that for this career that he thought was like way more important. Yeah. And, you know, he wrote such. You couldn't find two more different books than yeah. In Cold Blood and Breakfast at right? Tiffany. Yeah. Okay. This is a writer who's not fitting any kind of a mold. And then the heady success of one, he re- changes and c- introduces a new type of book, fictionalized you know, novel Mm -hmm. of a crime, you know, and it's a true story, but it's not a, it's not any kind of a dusty dry read. It's gripping, even though we know the end. Yeah. We know when In Cold Blood comes out or when you read it, those guys had been, you know, although Truman Capote did interview them for that book, but so he has that huge book lion thing on, and then Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. And, it becomes this iconic movie. And I mean, he was the spotlight on him was so bright, yeah. so dazzling. And um the then he make. gets picked up by all these women. Yeah. And I think 
I think he quit writing. Yeah. And he, he needed material, and that was his material. That was it. He quit writing and partied, and la di da, and was doing this. And he just kind of maybe he just didn't want to write. Maybe that was enough to just do those two things. But then I think it got to him because in his heart, he wanted to be a writer and tell stories. And you write what you know. Yeah. And if your whole life is yeah. wrapped up in these women. Yeah. And Diane Lane oh. is so good. You forget. Like, she's kind of a force of nature, too, in this role. I think all the women all really them. just embody. Yeah. It's, I have to say, I told, I called my mom on the way here, and I was like, this is what you need to be watching. You need to be watching this. I, I almost feel bad because I should recommend it after the whole series out because I know we're going to want it quicker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess you could wait and let it go out, but I, I don't. I think we're going to get two episodes a week. Maybe That's next week we get yeah. just one week because it's just an eight-parter. But we've waited so long for this second feud series, whatever it was going to be. and It's delivering. It's delivering. And if you want to just kind of do, do something on YouTube, you could look up Truman Capote on Merv Douglas or yeah. The Tonight Show. But I'm telling you, the first episode will have you hooked because yeah. within the first scene, you're like, what is happening? happening. Like, it is fast. It is, it is, yeah. it will get you swept up quickly. So yeah. definitely recommend uh, Feud Capote versus The Swan. And I'm, I loved Molly Ringwald as the, uh, you know, hippy dippy do wife of uh, Johnny Carson, Joanne Carson. It's well casted. It really, oh, really. It's going to be a fun show to watch. Really is. All right, listen, uh, we will be right back, people. Hey, everybody. It's Lori here for the Chan Hassan Dinner Theater. Hey, if you don't have any uh, Valentine's plans or you've got uh, special occasions, Jersey Boys is uh, wrapping up at the Chan at the end of February, but there are still some tickets left. And um, a friend of mine just went to one of the lunch performances, the Wednesday lunch. And you can have great dinner and the dessert. Everything is wonderful. But we are super excited about the next big show that's coming to the main stage. It's beautiful. The Carol King musical. It opens March 1st. You will hear all, you'll know all of the songs. Because Carol King, she goes from a teen songwriter to a music legend. And it's that story. But... Natural Woman, One Fine Day, Will You Love Me Tomorrow? I mean, it's just hit after hit after hit. It's just exciting. You're going to want to get tickets. It's fantastic. ChanHassonDT.com for tickets. That's a little Dua Lipa. She is having a mad romance with Callum Turner, who is one of the stars of Masters of Air on Apple. He also is the star, and you will fall in love with him when you watch George Clooney's directed uh, True story, boys in the boat. Oh yeah, okay. like that one, right? oh, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> My two sports movies, Nyad and Boys in the Boat. True stories, Who incredible performances. I know we were going to go to Boys in the Boat. And, it's streaming now, so. Yep. But we it was between that and Ferrari, and we went to Ferrari, Ferrari. which was good. You would have liked Boys in the Boat. It was such yeah, a hurrah, huzzah! I would have loved it. Uplifting, yeah incredible true story yeah i don't know why that didn't even get anything i no. don't know again the academy hates actors who turn into directors 
I know. They have such like a little chip on their shoulder. They do. The directors they're... don't like Greta Gerwig didn't get nominated. She's an actor turned director. Yeah, Br- Ben Affleck. They're convinced. They're like, no. They're so, they're like the biggest gatekeepers Yeah, ever. they are because Ben Affleck, that's the last time a Best Picture winner, the director was snubbed. Yeah. And it was Ben Affleck, no director knob. Argo wins every, you know, wins Best Picture. Isn't it? It's like, you guys. And that could happen this year, and I think it will happen. I think Barbie will win Best Picture. Take it easy, okay? We get mm-hmm. it. Your directors. Mm. All right, let's see. Three, two, one. Please call us. 651-641-1071. Fanalow fans, <gasps> we're looking for you. We've got our last pair of Barry Manilow Finish the Line. And all you got to do is sing the line, but you just got to get in, talk to Grant. He'll get you all set up. And that show is Friday, August 2nd. Yeah, we've had some great winners. We have. So um, Beyonce is not performing at the Grammys. I want to put that rumor to rest. Okay. That was rumored that she was going to do a tribute to Tina Turner, who died last year after the Grammys. Yeah. And, um, but no. That is, there's all kind. you know, there's a Pineapple Express happening on the West Coast in California. Rain. Oh. Rain, rain, rain. And people, L.A., if you think we talk about the weather, go to L.A. sometime when there's been two or three days of rain. The Midwest has nothing on people talking about the weather because the Los Angelinos, they lose their mind in the rain. Chaos ensues. Chaos ensues. It's just whatever. But all this Grammy stuff is going on. Last night, there was a big Grammys party. Cher showed up bedazzled and looking great with her boyfriend. Mm. Mariah Carey collected something on the other side of town wearing a tragic outfit but got like a global impact award and looked beautiful but the outfit was tragic yeah it was like kind of what you would put on a christmas ornament to make it look a certain it just looked like rouged in a weird way no it's like the 1940s bodysuit with the bra built in made out of satin and then somebody just took a tool yeah and wrapped it around in a nice big Plume. Like nice. it's like if you gave me a present and then said, make this look better with tool, and yeah, that's what I would that's do. That's what you do. Okay, let's get going. Here's our fanalo. We got oh, fanalo nice. number yes. one. Who's G- up? Gail is up. Gail, how you doing? Good. All right, we're gonna play this line. You gotta finish it for us. You ready to go? Oh my gosh. Okay. All right, here you go. Finding it hard to do anything. You see, I made that too easy for you no i had to sing along it was great it is i know it is hard when the music shuts off even if you know the song know the song sometimes your brain shuts off that's true gail are you excited i'm very excited have you ever seen barry i have i brought my mom um years and years ago to see barry manilow Aww. so you're a fan I am, I am. Who will you bring? 
Hopefully, I'll bring my mom again. Oh, oh fun. that would be wonderful. That's so great. Well, Gail, let uh, Grant get all your deets and everybody else. Heather, I know you probably were calling again. <laughs> um, shoot, but uh, yeah, Betsy, Rebecca, Nancy, thanks for calling in. Yeah, no kidding. Sam, Stillwater, Steve, and uh, someone did. did Heather did win yesterday. Yeah, Heather yeah, won yesterday. Yeah. She, she, was she on had her, her, her big her redemption. redemption. Yes. So congratulations. Um, Congrats, Gail. How yeah, exciting. I don't know what yeah. tickets we'll be giving away next week, but we've been on a run starting Madonna and Pink and Janet think- Jackson and Barry Manilow. Four weeks in a row yeah. we've had. Don't you think it kills me? As like I am a loyalist. Yeah, you're not eligible. I'm not allowed to call yeah. in no. to the station I you work not. at. That you is so annoying. You are not. You're How dare you guys about that? Um, let's see what else. I did want to tell you one more thing about the Grammys. So at a party last night, the one that Cher went to, mm-hmm. she has ice cream. She has something called gelato. She's someone had told her Cher Lottos, you should have ice cream. And last summer she had. A couple food trucks zipping around LA, but there's no no store. But at okay. this Warner music party where Teddy Swims performed an R and B cover of Don't Stop Believing. Okay. <gasps> okay. Let's try and find that. Yes. And uh Charlie XCX joined them, but the big news was Cher who set up an ice cream stand and Cher was scooping. The ice cream, Shut the gelato. Is, are people Cher-lato. saying it's good? Yes, it's four flavors. You can't buy it anywhere, but it is quite yummy and a huge hit. And she and her boyfriend, Alexander Edwards, took a th- like the VIP throne position in the club. It's called Citizen News, if you're going to L.A. Okay. And David uh, Gaeta was with him in 10 bodyguards. Dang. Dang. But she got up then to scoop ice cream for Charlotte time. That's amazing. You know, Isn't it? Do you remember, wasn't it Tyra Banks who got fired from uh, Dancing with the Stars and she had an ice cream she tried to push Ooh. too? Wasn't that the big thing? Yeah. Called Smize. Smize. Which... It has nothing to do. Sense. It didn't make no. any sense. I just all of a sudden remembered. I was like, who else yeah. tried? Like, of course, Cher made it work. But yeah. somebody else tried to put out ice cream and it was right. not as nearly. I bet you Cher's ice cream is so, so good. So good. But Cher Lotto will not be available anytime soon at a store near you. But I would love to hear Teddy Swims doing Don't Stop Believing. Yeah. R&B. I mean, not but don't I believe the Cher thing he had that like he did at that party. That's oh, so fun. Like you believe in life after love like that. That's song? Yeah. Okay. And then um, Paul McCartney might be performing at the Music Cares event um, because John Bon Jovi is the honoree and he and Paul are neighbors in the Hamptons. And Paul's showing up, but why have Paul come if he's not going to play? How fabulous. And Richie Sambora will not be there. Okay. It has been 10 years since these two had their breakup. Dang. I know. I'm so glad I saw I saw Bon Jovi once and mm-hmm. only once. And that was like probably twelve years ago. Julia and I went. We I'd never saw him back in the day. I they were not my band or anything. And but I was like, we gotta go see him. And Richie was still with and we it was so much fun. I bet. We knew so many songs. I was dying at what a bad dancer John Bon Jovi was. And absolutely riveted at the chemistry between Sambora and Bon Jovi. And 
I'm glad I got to see those two one last. And that was the last tour that they performed. Yeah, you ha- like that's like a that feather in your cap for sure. But anyway, so we'll see. That's something to look for on Monday, Grant. There might be some. Yes. Actually, it's not telecast. We won't see anything. 